Welcome to Make Money Count. This show was originally recorded live to air on News Talk 1010, where we may have used some music that we cannot redistribute through podcast platforms. If you'd like to hear the show in its entirety, please check out the show on YouTube, where the royalties are being paid to the artists. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Over the last couple of months uh, doing this show, I've learned there's a few different types of lenders in the mortgage industry. You got your A lenders, who are typically the big banks. You got your B lenders, who are considered alternative lenders. And then one of the terms that I wanted to ask you guys about are private lenders. Can can you explain to the listeners uh, who or what is a private lender and how do they fit into this you know trilogy? We're getting right into it. Uh, yeah, so we are a, a, a private lender. And the term can can uh, can sometimes throw you off, right? Like sometimes they're referred to as like shadow lenders, or you know, there's always some kind of negative connotation. It seems like with the name, um, but when you think about the Canadian mortgage market, we got a two trillion dollar marketplace, and it is completely dominated by banks, and those banks have very set criteria on how they're going to lend money. So when a when a non-bank, non-trust company uh, entrant comes into the market um, and does smaller sized equity-based lending, they are often referred to as a private lender. Now, some of these private lenders are just mortgage funds. And some of them, although the term private lender may imply you know, kind of small and unregulated, some of them have billions of dollars in assets under management. And all of them, uh, if, they're, if they're operating within the law, are quite regulated. They're regulated by a financial services um, commission, financial services regulatory authority, it's called now. Uh, they're, they're regulated by the OSC and how that they can pull in money from investors. They're regulated by the CRA and they go through regular audits as well. So there are a lot of lenders out there and there's always, always more uh, coming into the market and, and, and they're offering more and more products for consumers. So we call them private lenders. They're just non-bank, uh, you know, non-trust company, non-conventional. So why would a borrower then need to, or I guess choose, why not, to go with a, a private lender? Well, so like I said, there's certain underwriting criteria that the banks need to uh, impose or adhere to, however you look at it. And these private lenders, they lend so that they don't lend money. So they don't lose money, basically. So if you are a Canadian consumer whose you know, property may have some issue or your credit may have some issue or your income may have some issue any one of these deficiencies might prevent you from borrowing money from a more conventional channel so you know finding a private lender that can lend you the money that you need can be pretty important sometimes but the most critical thing is finding the right lender so i like the term kind of alternative lenders uh private mm -hmm. lenders okay with me too but there's there are there are really great lenders out there in the marketplace that have have the ability to lend the Canadian consumer money 
and are heavily regulated and are, are just, you know, great businesses that are looking to help the Canadian consumer. Unfortunately, like every business, you know, there are some bad actors in this business also. And it's pretty easy to pick out, you know, who maybe doesn't have your best interests in mind when they're, when they're working with you, right? You'll see it in, you know, the terms that they offer or the rates that they offer. Um, so although I think, you know, private lenders are a very critical piece of the marketplace, I do think like anything else, the Canadian consumers got to be weary. They got to, they have to be, they have to be careful about how they navigate the marketplace. So uh, I'll I'm jump in here. Market, uh, yeah. uh, let me jump in here uh, for a second. Just gonna, go ahead. Yeah. 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 So like, I just want to point out like uh, any loan that's secured against property is considered a mortgage, right? So if you, uh, let's say your buddy wanted to borrow $50,000, but you didn't really trust him too much. You could contact a lawyer and secure that against the property. That in essence would make you a private lender. Now, if you have access to that type of capital to lend it out, you know, vetting that type of process that like, who am I going to lend my money to? That's a really risky gamble for like you to take on and try to judge. And that's where these funds kind of get created is that people decide that let's pool these things together and have somebody else decide where these, this funds get allocated to. And that's where this, like, that's where this, broad range of a private lender really is because an individual could be a private lender or individuals can pool their money together and become a mortgage investment corporation and and take that next step and in, in you know kind of like what the connect mic does right so there that's why there's a there's it, it kind of gets that bad word because anybody ha can access into this world and start lending money out and that means that you know there's a lot of bad actors out there Talk a bit more about the connect relationship there, because that's that's interesting. We've touched on it before, but I, it's, it seems like a great opportunity for people that do want to make some money on their money. Sure. Yeah. So we started doing this about 20 years ago now. And we, I mean, me in a small office at uh, Dunbass and Runnymede. But, so, uh, but the genesis behind it was really, and the, even the genesis behind the name connect, was really finding a way to connect the average Canadian borrower with the average Canadian investor. And what you can see if you look at this mortgage market really, really, really quickly, is you can see that it is fragmented and there are way too many middlemen. The, you know, typically one of these mortgage investment corporations will be created and it will go to some uh, wealth management business and it'll say to that wealth management business, we'd like you to pull together a bunch of assets for us, a bunch of capital for us from your investors. Bring us your investor money. We're going to put it all together in our mortgage fund and then we're going to lend it out. And they'll pay those investment managers, they'll pay those, those, those asset managers or wealth managers a percentage to bring them that capital. Three, four, five percent. It really does vary. So if an investor's got a hundred bucks and they're giving it to their investment advisor, that investment advisor is pushing it into some mortgage fund and the investor is, is already losing two or three bucks, four bucks, five bucks, whatever it is. And then this mortgage fund goes out there and needs to find mortgages to lend out this money into. So they contact mortgage brokers and they say, okay, mortgage brokers, we're going to pay you to bring us business. 
we'll pay you one, two, three percent. And then the mortgage brokers charge fees. So then what you got mortgage brokers charging fees. You got mortgage investment funds charging fees and paying fees out to the mortgage brokers. And then you've got investment advisors taking a commission. By the time the capital gets wow. from the investor to the borrower, there is a slippage of anywhere between 5 and 10%. And very early on, I noticed this. And I said, this, something doesn't seem right. I thought, you know, it's got to be super easy to raise a whole bunch of money from investors if you can explain to them that they won't have to deal with any of this slippage because, you know, Connect is going to be built on the premise that we don't pay anybody to bring us money. I thought, you know, everyone's going to resonate with everybody. Unfortunately, although we were one of the first mortgage investment corporations created, uh, it took us a while to grow. Believe it or not, you, you know, it, it's a lot, it's a, it takes a lot longer to grow a portfolio uh, of, of investor capital if you're not paying investment advisors. But we've held strong, and now our fund is amazingly successful, and we have no cost to our capital raise. Right? We raise it all by ourselves. We raise it from our existing investor base and we deploy it on our own. We don't deploy our capital through brokers. So the dynamic here, and yes, Connect would be considered a private mortgage lender. Connect is a large pool of capital that is owned by its investors. It is managed by our management company and we're elected to manage that capital. And then we deal with a brokerage, which is Connect, that decides who is eligible and who fits into the mold of a Connect borrower. And typically, and we've spoken about this a fair bit, typically our borrower is anybody we can help. Anybody that we know we can get from whatever cost of capital they're at right now to a lower cost of capital. And we talk about this all the time. It's can we help them while they're looking for a new job? Can we help them fix their credit rating? Can we help them fix a home? Can we help them rehabilitate a commercial property? Whatever it is, Connect's litmus test is, are we going to bring our borrower to lower cost capital? And the secret behind all this is complete motivational alignment. Our investors just want to lend their money out and get it back. Our borrowers just want to borrow the money and give it back. And we want to sit in the middle and we want to make sure that our investors are happy with their safe and consistent return and our borrowers are happy. And Matthew, you've mentioned before that, uh, you know, when I'm calling someone at Connect, I'm speaking with a salaried employer, employee, so I'm not, you know, talking to somebody who's, who's trying to get every cent they can out of me. You're right. And, and this is part of the reason why we're able to, to, like, we don't take a commission on these private deals because we want to give, like, we're salaried employees and we're not the whole reason to get this to lower cost capital is to make sure we don't take a commission like these other mix do like these other brokerages do. That's how it gets more expensive to the average customer. By the way, thank you to Jay Michaels. I really enjoyed him working with you guys uh, last week. Found out just as much about traveling Wilburys as I did about their mortgages for that matter. So, Did you listen really to the show while you weren't on it? Of course I listened to the show. I was up Take a break the... every once in a while, Ian. I want to learn, guys. <laughs> this is not about hosting here. This is about learning as my my surreptitious emails to you have probably suggested over the past couple of weeks. Let's come back to that. I want to get a call in. If you uh, have comments, questions, give us a shout. 
416-872-1010. Farzana is in Toronto. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Hey. Uh, so I've been doing some pretty massive renovations on my property, and things have been going great, but the home equity line of credit that I put on my property is almost maxed out. Uh, so I spoke to my bank about this, and they weren't really willing to do anything because I have open permits, and they said that's basically just a deal stopper. Uh, I've never really spoken with anyone else about my bank about my mortgage, so I don't know much other than that. Is this something you can help me with? Sure. Uh, thanks for calling in, Farzana. So I, I, right off the bat, there's a lot of non-starters when you're dealing with a bank, unfortunate as it is. Sounds like you've put some money into your property. Sounds like you've got some equity in your property. Uh, the fact that you do, you still have an open permit will affect your ability to borrow with your existing lender. Um, but what you should know is that there are a lot of other lenders available for you. Uh, the only thing I would say is if you've got a home equity line of credit on the property already, you probably have a collateral mortgage charge which means that the bank has registered, and we've spoken about this in past shows, but the bank has probably registered for the total value of your home or maybe slightly higher, which we have to check into. We can still do a second mortgage, or in this case, it'd be a third mortgage, in behind a collateral mortgage charge. A lot of lenders don't do that, but um, with some communication with your existing lender, we have no problem registering in behind a collateralized mortgage charge. Uh, in a situation like yours, what we want to do, and we talk about this too, is we want to identify the amount of time you think you need the money for, the total amount of money that you need, and the exit. In your case, it's however long you think you're going to need that money until that permit is closed off, and however much money you need in order to clear up whatever the remaining debts are and whatever additional costs you've got coming. So once we can arrive at how long you need the money for, how much money you need, then we plan the exit. And we have to make sure that whatever we're doing to exit you out of this additional capital that you're borrowing is planned for within the money that you're borrowing. I'll tell you what I mean. Matt, Matt was just kind of talking about this. But when you are building a house or renovating a house, sometimes, and we've noticed this a lot, a lot of our clients, will lean on their you know, credit cards and lines of credit in that period of time. And without knowing it, your credit score will drop. So it might be another factor that's impacting your ability to borrow. So in the solution that we'll provide to give you the capital that you need to move forward, we'll also look at your credit rating, figure out what, if anything, needs to be paid down or to zero on that credit rating to make sure that you know, meeting our timeline, whatever it is, six, 12 months down the road, that we've got your credit score where it needs to be, we get your property where it needs to be, and we are we know we're going to be approved for the new A mortgage to pay everything out. Thank you. You're welcome. You should call our office. All right. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you should. Uh, you want to follow up uh, the office number 416-766-2666, 416-766-2666. that was a great recap on how those different types of loans can all work together. And as you said, all work together to, to, to come out with a happy ending for everyone involved. See, I, I mean, like, it, it, you've got it. Like, you have to, the elegance in the solutions here 
is in focusing on the exit. People don't know, in many cases, they don't know what they don't know, right? Like they don't know, they know they need mm. money right now to get out of a problem, but they don't realize that borrowing money might create a new problem. So if you're not cognizant of how to solve for the future, you're doing a disservice to the borrowers. C.A.R. Phil Collins Festival of Hits continues right here. Um, did you know what guys know, by the way, Phil Collins was in the Beatles movie, A Hard Day's Night? 13-year-old kid uh, showed up and uh, they put him in the movie as uh, part of a concert scene. So apparently that was his first time with the Beatles. Was he drumming? Uh, not for trivia. No, no. But, but uh, Ringo Starr needed a drummer uh, to play on one of his albums. So they sent Phil Collins, uh, his manager sent him down, uh, auditioned for the role, um, and uh, Ringo Starr didn't like him and he didn't get the gig. So, uh, oops. Can you imagine oops. going to, to <laughs> you see imagine? the Beatles when you're 13 years old and you end up uh, being inspired to become a drummer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, exactly. uh, my, my hockey coach uh, <laughs> when I was a kid always said that drummers and goalies are always the weirdos. <laughs> drummers are insane. I'm sorry. Every drummer I've met over the years, or what's it's, uh, how do you know there's a drummer at the front door? The knocking speeds up. Four one six eight seven two ten ten is the number. Seven ten ten. If you have a text message, Ryan is in Brampton this afternoon. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Hey, Ryan. Uh, hi. Uh, so uh, last year was a pretty tough year for us, and we fell a little bit behind on our work payments. Uh, we recently got a letter from our lawyer saying that uh, mortgage is actually in default now. Uh, based on the prices that my neighbors recently sold for, I know that my home is worth a lot of money. Uh, so I actually went and spoke to a mortgage agent and they were uh, offering to get me a private mortgage. Uh, the private mortgage that they quoted me was, um, I think there was a fee of 10% and the interest rate was, I think, uh, $14.99 or something. Uh, wow. I know my home is worth probably over a million dollars by now, and my it's only uh, about two hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, I'm just wondering. Um, oh man, this poor guy. Sorry, you're breaking work. up there, Ryan. Still there? Sorry, or not? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Um, Sorry, we lost was, the last. Let me. Yeah, we lost the last part of that. So. Yeah. Um, how much do you uh, think your house is worth? I I think it's at least worth a million dollars. My neighbors recently uh, okay. sold for uh, 1.2. And you owe, what do you owe right now on your first mortgage? It's uh, it's around 250000 I I don't know the exact okay. amount, but it's, it's around there. Okay, so before I start, I, I'm going to give you a, uh, you are being taken advantage of right now. So like this is part of the problem with private mortgages. Um, and it's unfortunate. So you, you have a lot of equity in your house. And on last week's show, we spoke about this, that equity and exit are what price, what should price alone. And the problem with the marketplace is the number of middlemen from the investor's money to the borrower's money, to the borrower getting the money that inflates artificially the price of loans. And unfortunately, some lenders are far too opportunistic and they will destroy borrowers. They will destroy the marketplace if this continues. So first off, your loan that you were quoted 
What you said, ten percent to fourteen percent, or you said a ten percent fee? It's fourteen percent was the fee, and uh, ten per, uh, sorry, the ten percent was the fee, and fourteen percent was the rate that they were uh, saying it was going to be. Uh, the ten percent really kind of caught me off guard because uh, it's catching me off guard right now too. Okay, so I, like honestly, your loan should be priced closer to five percent to maybe seven percent, and I mean wow. the determination of the rate at this point, like the equity provides GIC level security for whoever the investor is on it, and the exit would be the only thing that I'd want to price out. So. If you can call us during the week, this is what this is the process I would go through, okay? So the first thing we would do is we would check your credit score. We would find out what on that credit score is hurting you because I'm sure you've taken some unsecured credit over this period of time. The other thing I'll tell you is yeah. your bank should have helped you already. But if you went to your bank and they said they can't qualify you for more money on your mortgage, they probably fed you more unsecured debt, which dropped your credit score down. All of these things are against you. Everything's working against you right now. So you've fallen on a hard time. A lot of people fell on a hard time over the last 12 months. I can't tell you how many. And they're probably listening to the show thinking to themselves, oh my God, like I'm in this spot too. And so know that this is going to change and we're going to help you change it. So whatever the amount of time you need in order to build up your credit and your income, which will support the exit strategy of how we're going to get the money paid back on this second mortgage. However, we determine that will determine how much money you should be borrowing and how long you should borrow it for. We'll work together with you to build that strategy. And we'll make sure, honestly, from the sounds of it, within at like at most 12 months, you will be back in a new first mortgage. It will be for a little more than what it is right now. But it will be back at the rates that you know, you know, the things that you see being advertised, you know, one and a half percent variables and two percent five year fixed. So I, you're in a bad spot. It sounds like, you know, you 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 know, you just got unlucky with who you spoke to. Uh, and it's why it's so important for consumers to shop a little bit or like get on the phone with somebody. It doesn't have. I, listen, I, I built connect for a purpose. I built connect so that. When you pick up the phone, the person on the end of the phone is never going to game you. The pricing for our mortgages is available to you online, instantly. You can get approved online. You don't have to call somebody and have them feel you out for how much you need the money. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's simple. Equity and exit price alone. Nothing more. Necessity should never price alone. I get so frustrated when I hear this kind of stuff. Anyways, Marcus I, I, Matthew, I mean, it, it, let me just point out though that to you guys, this is your, this is what you do. You wake up in the morning, you come into work, you know these rates. For a guy like Ryan, who, who, you know, he said that the ten percent charge and the fourteen percent interest didn't seem right, but the fact that he's willing to put a butt at the end of that means that there's a lot of people out there have no idea what is fair, what is reasonable, and what they should be paying as opposed to what they are. Can you imagine how discouraging that is too? Like what happens yeah, if Ryan calls two people and both of them are sleazeballs, right? What happens then? What, what does Ryan do? He makes a decision whether he's going to borrow money at interest rates that are totally not indicative of the risk profile of what he's looking for, or he's selling his property. 
He's paying 5% in commissions. He's paying legals. He's going to go rent somewhere. Like we're talking about like, anyways, it's so important that you find somebody that's on your side when you're in the middle of this kind of thing. And, and that's, that's what connect is. That's how we've built the business. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to do as much as we can to get the word out there because people like Ryan shouldn't be paying 25% APR annual percentage interest uh, annual percentage rate on a loan when they've got so what like sounds a, like 25% loan to value credit card. It's, yeah, it's it really horrible. is. You know what? Hey, Janice, hang off. We will get to you on the other side after traffic. Ryan, uh, pick up the phone, give the guys a call. You can get the contact information on their website, two ends connect with an E connect dot C air. You can give them a call 416-766-2666. So what happens? Because Ryan is not alone out there. And hopefully there's other people listening who are realizing that they're being taken to the cleaners. So tomorrow morning, they pick up the phone, they call 416-766-2666. You guys answer. How does it work from that point forward? First, we listen. First, we got to listen. We first, we find out, I mean, like the easy stuff is how much equity do you have? What's your house worth? What do you owe on it? The tougher stuff is how much money do you need? How long do you need it for? Let's have a really realistic conversation about it. The price of admission in this home equity loan or borrowing marketplace is the equity, right? That will determine initially whether we can help and what the prices will be like. And then by shoring up an exit strategy, by building a concrete plan, we can get the money cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So it takes a lot of listening. It takes putting a plan together. Like it's a bit of hard work at the beginning. Anybody can just hand the money out. What Connect is doing is handing the money out with the solution. It's not just the loan. It's the strategy to pay the loan back. That's the real elegance in what we're doing. Uh, guys, let's get right back to the phones. Janice has been holding and I appreciate it. Janice, what is your question? Hi, guys. Um, I was at the bank uh, last week. First, the financial person didn't show up and then she didn't show up the second time and I got a teller who really didn't know what he was talking about, had to call the manager and all the time. So I owe... Uh, 109000 right now on my uh, mortgage, and I'm going to throw a few things on there, some credit cards, and unfortunately, I had to go to Money Mart one time and get a loan when my dog was rushed to uh, a hospital. So uh, it's going to be about 125 that I'm going to throw into a mortgage. Um, I was speaking to him. Uh, he had to call the manager all the time because he wasn't really sure what he was doing, but he told me to go with my mortgage you go open or close and under close there's like a fixed rate and a variable variable rate and he said he can get it for 1.4 for five years and and he told me i can't lock it in any time and then the manager said you could when he had to call him in and then he said with a fixed rate was 2.25 but then you have to pay a, if you want out of the mortgage you get a three-month differential whichever is higher and i'm just saying to get out because um I might want to sell my house in the next year or two, mm-hmm. and I don't think you can pour the mortgage over to, to a new house. Sure, you can. Uh, are oh, we allowed? Are we allowed? Unless it's in the first year, and I also I think... have a line of credit. It's about three hundred thousand dollars, but I didn't want to incorporate that into my mortgage if I'm going to be selling my house, because um, then I'd be into an amortization of thirty years or twenty years, and I, I'm a little. Getting a little old for that, so I thought selling your house would make more sense, maybe. 
Janice, I think you and know more than the bankers. very helpful, and he said, I'll do the variable at 1.4. You can lock it at any time. First, he told me no. I don't know. They don't really, they're all like training people in there. I was getting all the wrong answers. The manager had to come in. And get this, they had to ask me, how do you spell the word may, M-A-Y? I thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> wow. Well, maybe they don't have a mortgage license. <laughs> so, Janice, can I tell uh, you what uh, bank it is? It's no. sure, yeah. Why not? Bank of Nova Scotia, and I used to work there. My home mortgage is my <laughs> line of credit. Okay. But they only have my home listed at four hundred fifty fifty thousand, where it's worth one point three million because they never had it in all these years since two thousand and six. Uh, reevaluated. <laughs> This is a total bank help hotline. Okay, so you know, Janice, they never help me when I I would, I'll tell you a few things. So number one, any employee that sells mortgages at a bank or offers advice does not need to be licensed. So they do not need to be educated in mortgages. They're the only employees of any financial institutions that are allowed to sell a product that they have not been trained to sell because all they need to know is whatever their own product is. And it's horrible and it should totally change. Unfortunately, you know, the banks are quite strong at lobbying. So uh, some of the information you're receiving is okay. Uh, I would say, so, but first of all, you can port your mortgage whenever. Mortgage is either portable or it's not portable. There's no like port it in the first year, not in the second year. And then again, in the third year, you could port your mortgage. Uh, if you're moving to another property, you just want to kind of be careful with the loan to values. Like, you know, if you're moving from a million dollar house with a $200,000 mortgage, you're not going to be able to port a $200,000 mortgage onto a, you know, $200,000 house. You'll have to reduce the mortgage. And if you have to reduce the mortgage by more than the allotted prepayment privilege, then you're considered to be breaking the mortgage. What I, the, the good advice that you did receive, because some of the information you got was okay. The exception of how to spell may is that you're better off to take a variable rate over a fixed rate if you have an intention of breaking your mortgage. Because although the bank will tell you that, you know, oh, don't worry about it. Our penalties are super fair on a fixed rate mortgage. It's the greater of three months interest or something called interest rate differential. If you ever have the misfortune to receive a letter or an email from a banker telling you that you will be paying interest rate differential penalty, you will know what I mean right now. And I'm sure there's people out there listening that are like, oh my God, I know what he's talking about. Interest rate differential means the difference between, so the rate that you received on the day that you got your mortgage and the prevailing interest rate for a term that is equal to the remaining amount of time you have left in your mortgage. I'm going to try to explain it a little bit better, but basically it's, you go in and you get a five-year fixed rate and two years later, you want to break it. They're going to compare the rate that they gave you when you first got your mortgage two years ago to the interest rate that they offer new borrowers for a three-year mortgage, which is already going to be lower in, in almost all cases. In addition, they will apply the discount that they offered you when you first got your mortgage. So right now, to, to put this in perspective, because this is pretty big, and banks are the only lenders that are allowed to do this. Again, 
I think it goes back to something to do with how powerful they are at lobbying the Canadian government, but that's another story. So right now, Scotiabank, and maybe Matt can check it online as we're talking, but Scotiabank has a five-year fixed rate mortgage that's probably in and around 4.79% posted. You just went in there and negotiated with them for a, well, you said 2.2% five-year fixed? Closed. Closed, but that's a, a fixed. Fix. That's a fixed, yeah. It's 2.25, but he said the open was 5.75. Okay, yeah, don't, worry about on, the, uh, don't worry about the open for now. That differential, so the difference between, Matt's going to tell us right now, five-year fixed rate posted at uh, Scotia. I think it's 479. It is. 479, okay. So 479, the difference between 479 and 225, that Ooh. difference will be deducted from the three-year rate. It's almost the bank's way of saying to you, well, we gave you this amazing discount when we first gave you the mortgage. It would only be fair that we discounted the three-year rate by the same amount. You end up getting to almost 0%. It's like the bank is telling you, when you give us this money back and you break your mortgage with us, we're going to have to lend it out at zero. So Janice, you better cover the difference. And you end up with penalties. And I'm telling you, people are going to be calling in, but you end up with penalties, 25, 35, 45, $100,000 penalties. So if you are planning on breaking it, I would say definitely a variable rate. But if you're planning on getting a mortgage, your first phone call shouldn't be your bank. It's, it's as simple as that. Call, call someone else so that when you do call your bank, because you should, you know, call your bank because you got a mortgage with them as it is, but get some good information got 25 first. 25 seconds left. Get some good information first and then call your bank. And they'll realize that they can't put some stooge in front of you to tell you what you already know about your mortgage. Janice, thank you for your call. What a great way to end the show. Uh, Marcus Veris, founder, CEO of Connect, CSR specialist, uh, Matthew Scanlon. Gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me this hour. Talk to you very next week, buddy. Infor very, uh, very informative. I really did enjoy it. So, see, and that's why I listen every week, as our <laughs> listeners should also. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> if uh, you want to get the best mortgage now and forever, check out connect.ca. Two N's and a an E. Connect.ca, or you can give them a call 416 766 2666. 416 766 2666.